Welcome to Low Energy Cast. I'm Nick. Hey, I'm Alex. This is a show where we talk about stuff. Things it's called Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Yes. Unfortunately, we're down uh, one third of us today. Yeah. Uh, um, it is the week before MarsCon, mm-hmm. um, and all through the house, we have been super busy yes. getting stuff ready for our panels. Um, as well as as well as like regular like job life things. So um, I don't know. I don't know know how much I'm going to actually be able to talk about stuff this week. And Elise is busy doing work for work. Um, but we'll we'll put something out regardless, and you can listen to we, it. We not. owe it to you, you thirty people, <laughs> you the fans. I feel like you're overestimating how many people listen to this podcast. Well, you you know what? It's like nine on a regular basis, but we still. Hi, we had a technical glitch. Yeah, so, somehow we stopped recording. Um, but yeah, we were talking about we've been watching. We watched a little bit of Kingdom. Very little to say about it um, until we finish it. Other than it's that one guy's fault. Like it, it's one of the few zombie apocalypses where it's like literally everything happens. You can trace back to one guy. Although yeah, you, the one guy being the one guy who decided to feed people being the one guy who decided to commit cannibalism yeah but i would argue that it's in fact the one guy that's in charge of the clique that controls the government i mean yeah ultimately but like it's pretty clear that even though they brought back the the emperor as an undead it's like the people that he eats don't come back but if you eat the people that the emperor eats then it's a zombie plague um so so don't do that don't do that don't commit cannibalism which brings us back to the idea that it's all that one guy's fault also i love in the episode we watched i love the very uh pointed critiques of like medieval korean society oh yeah absolutely uh what 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 we can't we can't burn the bodies of the nobles yeah yeah we'll just we'll 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 burn the peasants yeah and then bury the nobles like really really deep deep, like nine feet deep (laughs) That should do it, right? Yeah, that'll be fine. We can do that in a day for yeah. the entire city's corpses. Uh, it's good. Um, I am I am enjoying that show immensely. Very much so too. Um, but is there anything that we got a chance to watch separate that wasn't? Uh, uh Elise like and I have been mostly watching, uh, season two of Sabrina. Oh, okay. Which I know you haven't had a chance to watch. I haven't yet. had a chance. Yeah, no, so I don't really want to want talk too much. We haven't finished it yet, but we've gotten. About halfway through. Kind of broad strokes. Like, what are your thoughts? Um, I like it better than season one, I think. Um, there's more, there's more stuff happening. There's more, like, palace intrigue kind of stuff, which is weird. Uh Uh-huh. But it, like, it kind of works. Um, they've, they've just kind of gone all in on one of the characters just being trans. And so... It's actually kind of great because Sabrina, um, at the end, you've finished season one, right? I haven't finished it, but I think I've gotten real close. Okay, so I don't, I don't want to go too much into it, but basically, Sabrina makes the decision to start going, like attending the, uh, the witches' school full time at the beginning of season two. Okay. So like she kind of falls out from her clique of mortal friends. Mm. But her aunt starts like hanging out with them okay. and is like helping, um, helping Theo transition and stuff like this and like come out. And so there's a whole part where like, uh, it's it's uh, Hilda, like on Hilda is, is yelling at Sabrina about how like you need to be with your friends, like they need you right now. They're going through all this shit, and she's like, 
you know, Theo's getting bullied and Sabrina's like, Theo, who's Theo? And she's like, oh, try to keep up. <laughs> so it's just this great little moment of because Sabrina hasn't been around, there's all these like big other stories happening mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. she has no idea about. Um, I also enjoy that uh, uh, Taikyo Watiti's character is is getting more screen time. Okay. Uh, the guy the guy who runs the, the bookstore. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a little moment because there's a nice little fake out where you think that one thing is about to happen to him and it flips to the exact opposite and it's it's actually kind of hilarious. <laughs> and then they, that's like, it's actually a double fake out. Um, I don't know. There's there's a lot of like pretty typical like teen drama like love triangles and like bullying and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they they have really unique twists on it um i'm trying to think of like what are some of the other things oh we where we left off um a group of uh witch hunters has started tracking down the spellmans and the um the universe like the 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 magic school Mm um and they're not what they've seem to be at first and so like there's a great reveal with them and then there's an equally great reveal with sabrina at the end of that episode and it's like like just shit is popping off all right so it's like we're and there's like three or four episodes i think left in the season and the next season is coming out in like a week okay um well <laughs> so i should time to get yeah i should probably get on that i've got more time nowadays because my yeah. well well yeah. your work schedule busy. I, my work schedule is a little bit quieter now yep. so i should probably get on that yeah it's good good to hear that season two gets better because kind of season one i kind of just like petered out of interest with so i'll have to get back into it I, yeah i mean uh, I, I enjoyed season one but it was kind of like eh, i could watch it i could not but then like season two I feel like season two was way stronger. Oh, good. It, it might be because I'm like, I'm way in on the occult shit. And so now that like Sabrina is starting to kind of learn more about that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm more interested in it. Cause I'm like, Oh good. This is, this is stuff for me. <laughs> um, and like the, the, like I said, there's a lot of like typical teen drama kind of things. Um, but they play with your expectations a lot, which I appreciate. And it's not like none of the characters are like catty or mean with each other. Not even the cat. No, not even the cat. The, I, I'm, I'm still waiting for, uh, for Salem to start talking. <laughs> um, but Salem, I don't know. Salem is not in this show as much as I would like. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I know. I, I appreciate... But, but doesn't, doesn't What's-His-Face fill that role? Oh, um, Alistair? Yeah. Mm, kind of. I don't know. Again, Alistair's, Alistair's got more shit to do in this season, too, because they, they lifted his house arrest. Oh, okay. Um, so he's actually, like, going places Out and, and doing stuff. I see. Um, and he is, he's still, like, kind of the fun character, but, like... There's some shit. <laughs> There's some shit that happens in this season that I don't really want to go into until we've all watched all of it. That's fair. That's um, fair. So it might be a good thing for us to like all catch up on and then sit down and watch yeah. season three together. Uh, or at or, least reconvene or, yeah, okay. when we're all done with season two. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll get on that. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. 
I mean, we've been we've been out of it for a while too. Like it came out what like back in September or October. Yeah. And so we just kind of slept on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, which is why I'm surprised that season three is already coming out or however they're doing it. Um, I don't know. It's been mostly that. And I, uh, I bought myself a game, uh, with oh, some yeah. money that I got for, for the holidays. That's usually how it works um, with money. Yeah. Uh, but it's one that I've been wanting, waiting for. It's, I bought the, uh, Link's Awakening remake. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, yes, I think I remember you playing that song. Yeah, because Link's Awakening, this, I I, I, I feel super dumb. <laughs> Why is that, Nick? <laughs> because Link's Awakening was a game, it was the very first Game Boy game I ever owned. I have had this game for like over 25 years at this point. Uh-huh. But somewhere between 25 and 30 years. And I've never beaten it. Oh. And I've I've like I've got like really far in it when I was a kid. I got all the way up to level seven, and there are there are eight dungeons plus like a final boss. So I got all the way almost up to the end, but I couldn't beat the seventh dungeon um, because there was a puzzle that well I when I was a kid was incredible to figure out how to do it. Basically, in the entire dungeon is a puzzle where you find a a big boulder and you pick it up and you carry it around the dungeon. And you throw it at, I think it's four columns. And when you throw it at all four columns, the the part of the, the top floor of the dungeon falls down. And you can then get to it. Because you're not able to get to it otherwise. So that's where like the final boss, the boss is for that level. Mm-hmm. And I got all the columns except for one. And I could never figure out how the fuck to get that boulder to that last column. I played this game. I beat it in a week. I beat that temple in an afternoon. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, was it? And I, I feel like part of it is that, you know, obviously my brain works differently now than it did when I was like seven or eight years old. Would you old say it works this. better now? I I don't wouldn't say it works better, but it works differently. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it certainly worked better for this kind of a of task. But I think the other thing is, is just like, there's a lot of quality in life of quality of life increases between a game made for the uh, original Game Boy in 1993 and a game made for the Nintendo Switch in 2019. <laughs> um, like, for instance, you can actually tell what the hell is on the map and, like, what's in the rooms. Like, the original map in those original games was basically useless, especially for the dungeons, where you could see, like, where the rooms connected, but, like, not what was in them. It's, like, three pixels wide. Right. So, yeah. like, you lose track of what room connected, like, how you got to the room with the pillar. You would lose track of, like, what room the, the boulder was in. With this one, I'm like, okay, so the boulder's here, so I need to carry it around here, throw it here, and then I have to go around this way, and then I can get to the room that the boulder's in. <laughs> and it's like, I could never figure out how the fuck to do that on the Game Boy. Um the other thing that I really appreciated, which was the reason why a game that I played for years and years and years without ever beating, um, that I beat in a week, is that it is way easier to play a game that has where the system has more than two buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially a game like Legend of Zelda, where certain puzzles require you to use certain items. Right. <laughs> so it's like, in the olden days, if you wanted to test out a puzzle, like an item on a puzzle, you had to open the start menu, 
unequip one of the two items you had equipped, which usually for me was the sword and the shield. Cause why would you ever want anything other than that in like 99% of situations? Um, replace the thing that you wanted for that one event with the item you needed for that one moment, do the thing, go back to the uh, item menu, swap that item back out for whatever you had changed it out for, and then go back to playing. With this one, because there's four face buttons, um, B was always sword, um, and the right trigger was always shield. Mm-hmm. And A is always interact. So it's like all of those things are done for you. You don't have to worry about that. And then there are other items that do things like make you run fast. And when you get that, it's like, yeah, you don't have to worry about the, you don't have to worry about the dash mechanic. We're not going to make you equip the the ability to dash. That's just the other trigger. So you're like one trigger is shield, the other trigger is dash, B is sword. And then you had two other buttons that you could swap out for items, which for me meant that the item that lets you jump was basically always equipped. Mm-hmm. So that was shit if I didn't want to deal with it. So like combat became way, way, way easier because like a lot of the things that are unblockable, you can jump over. But it's like if you have the sword, if you have the sword and shield, but you don't have the thing that lets you jump. In the original, you were kind of fucked unless you went into the menu, swapped one of those things out, left the menu, jumped, went back into the menu, <laughs> swapped it back out again. Um, so it made the game way easier to play. Uh, and they also added just a whole bunch of other stuff, like the, the secret items that you have to collect to get the best sword in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get enough of them, they just give you a device that makes the game vibrate like makes the controller vibrate when you get near one. Oh, okay. So it's just like, Hey, it's here somewhere. So then all you have to do is just figure out how the hell to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, all right, let's look around here for anything suspicious. What, what could possibly be hiding it? And so you, you kind of would figure it out. I did for like the last, I admit for like the last, like two or three that I needed it before I got the sword. I did look up a guide. And I did look up a guide for, like, some of the pieces of heart when I got towards the end of the game. But, like, that was that was basically it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was just, what do I remember from playing this game? I, I played it over and over and over again, even though I could never be at that last level. So, I, like, I had the one save file that I had from the beginning of it that I got almost all the way to the end. And then I had, like, two other save files on the game. And so I would occasionally just start a new game in that save file to do the beginning over again mm-hmm. until I just got stuck. Gotcha. Um, do you still have your Game Boy? Oh, and- oh I, yeah. I don't know if the Game Boy still works, but I still have the cartridge. So I could conceivably go back and, and actually beat that file now. Yeah. Now why, that I know how that puzzle works. Why don't you do it? See? I, I, I would have to, again, I would have to find the Game Boy, and if it doesn't work anymore, like, figure out, like, does it just need new batteries? And Well, I mean, if your Game Boy doesn't work, then you could borrow my Game Boy. It works. But, uh... I actually have two Game Boys. I have the original, and I also have a Game Boy Color. Yeah, mine is a Game Boy Pocket. I never got the Game Boy Color version of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does have the extra dungeon from the Game Boy Color one that gives you the tunic that either permanently increases your defense or your attack. Um, that was the other one that I had to figure out how to get to. Since I never had that game, I'm like, all right, how does how the fuck does this one work? Like, how mm-hmm. do I get to it? Cause I just see what that dungeon was like. Um, but 
and I just I remembered it was somewhere in the graveyard, but I couldn't remember how to get to it. And it's like, oh yeah, you have to push these like five tombstones in this particular door in in these directions in this particular order and i'm like yeah i never fucking figured that out on my own thank you internet <laughs> um but yeah no it's good i i'm i'm glad i hit credits on it and it is like it's super duper sad like that the ending of that game is ridiculously sad for something that's so silly yeah um but i don't know again like 24 five years later something like that i finally <laughs> got through it uh how about you what have you been up to other than uh watching that one episode of kingdom that we watched <laughs> well um i have been experiencing something that uh have you perhaps experienced a little show called neo yokio i've heard of it but i've never seen it okay i know that it's uh jaden smith doing anime Yes. Yes. And it's exactly as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Um, so, Neo Yokio, like, like what what year did Neo Yokio come out? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. Same year we started this podcast. 2017. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And we probably should have watched it then to okay. comment on it. Um, because we, we know how to make things that are relevant and on topic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but in any case... Neo Yokio is essentially Jaden Smith's ramblings turned into, like, gained sentience and made into art. So, is there an episode about how mirrors can be real even if our <laughs> eyes aren't real? There, there might be an episode that talks about things like yes. that. Yes! Um, but most of all, what it talks about is rich people understanding that capitalism is bad but not necessarily connecting why. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that intentional or is that like completely unintentional subtext? I think that might be intentional, Okay. but I'm not sure because it wasn't like written by Jaden Smith. He's right. just the voice of the main character. Okay. Um, but it definitely like plays into this kind of like the foppish rich uh, dilettante that just like wanders about the city and, and, you know, does things because they can afford to. Um, that sounds like Jaden Smith. But, but they're it's 2017, so they're woke about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, because like, uh, it, it honestly, it it there were, if anything, if I had if it reminded me of anything, it reminded me a bit of, uh, Jeeves and Wooster. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, if, if interesting. If Wooster like had demon slaying powers. Okay. <laughs> but um But yeah, because you have you have a character who is, you know, Jaden Smith's character. Uh, the the whole thing takes place in a town a city called Neo Yokio, which yes. is essentially New York. New York mixed with Tokyo. Essentially, but yeah. like the geography is New York. Um and the weird, like, it's got weird history in that, like, it's a city-state, like, independent of anything else. Okay. Um, and I think the implication is that, like, the United States doesn't exist, but all the, like, states exist independently. Okay. There's one character described as coming from, like, North, uh, God, what's it? It's like a slur word for Kentucky. 
Okay. Uh, Kakalaki, something like that. That's that would be that would be Carolina, I think. Carolina, yeah, yeah, yeah North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, and so like, and they end up go like ending up in Jersey at one point, but oh, uh, no, <laughs> no one should ever do that. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, uh, did our podcast? Oh, no, we're nope. good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> something popped up, and we've been having technical difficulties <laughs> all night. Uh, however. Uh, there's also weird other like I'm just I'm just getting into the world building here before I go into the the plot of what there is of it. Um, there's also like countries that exist that don't in our world, such as French Canada. Okay, um, cool. So so the Quebecois are Viva doing Quebec. The, um, the Soviet Union still exists. All right. Um, and also a weird union between Italy and Japan, which I think only exists because like Tokyo and Milan are like hot spots for um like fashion shows and shit um but but yeah it's it, and and I think like I don't know headcanon Alex here talking about shit that doesn't really matter about this my my thoughts are do we need to do we need to pause the I podcast for might, a second well I don't know if All right can. let's we're going to go ahead and uh pause this I don't think we can um, I think the, I think this died. Um. Yeah. <laughs> we are having technical difficulties and yet can still record. So as we long just, as <laughs> yeah, we can record. We just can't save. <laughs> there are or no extra. breaks. There are no breaks on the podcasting train. <laughs> no, um, no, we can't, like you're not listening. We can't. We I know. Can't I know. This. Like, I know. This means that we like this has been lost. Uh. Yeah, control alt delete it. Did that end everything? No. I mean, no, we're clearly still okay, recording it. Oh, there it goes. Okay, not responding. Cool, good. <laughs> well, this is how the sausage gets made in the event that this actually does come out. If you are listening to this, we're probably going to cut this. But if we don't. Oh, come on, it'd be funny. <laughs> not just like the. 10 seconds of dead air followed by a fuck followed by 10 <laughs> seconds of dead air. Like, no. Um, so, if anyone can troubleshoot our... <laughs> Please write to us. <laughs> Please contact us at some nerds have an email at gmail.com. I think God is telling us not to record this week. <laughs> uh, Alright, let me try. What is this? Why is there a leaf? I don't know. <laughs> what does leaf? It's whatever that 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 particular crash window is very eco-friendly. <laughs> I think is what that means. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> if I could bring that to front, can I bring this to front? <laughs> no. It was a good thought. Uh, and no, we don't want to end that. We're only twenty minutes in. Do we want to try to restart? I I don't know. I feel like I feel like with everything else that's happened, maybe we just do. We, should we should we perhaps more just try tomorrow? I don't know. Uh, cause I like I like I said like that. I talked about everything I needed to talk about, and it's here. Let's. Let's try one more thing. Um, Let's try looking up what this thing actually means before we try just exiting it out. What does it say? An unhandled, unhandled exception, exception has occurred. 
Press abort to terminate program. Retry to exit the program normally and ignore to try to continue. So we would love to do one of these none things. None of those things. None of those are actually options. <laughs> they just want you to think they're options. Unhandled. Unhandled exception. Here we have a post on a forum from 10 years ago. Oh, good. So good thing to know that we are having experienced current problems. Mm -hmm. uh, check the project sample rate and stuff. Very similar to this old post I found. Oh, God. Anyway, it turns out that it was only only on this one project, so I fixed it by deleting all the recently added tracks. And uh... Will Audacity, like, save work if you just close out the program? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so, but I'm not 100%. Anything more recent than like the 2011? No, we got a 2019 thing. An unhandled exception error message. Please help. Please help. Help. I notice this happens only when I import 165 or more audio files. We, what? <laughs> we, we're not importing any audio files. We're trying to record right. one. Um, I think we need to. Yeah, let's. It's just, I guess we're going to have to close this out. Damn it. I really want to talk about Neil Yokio some more. Continue yeah. this. Good news, everybody. It turns out uh, there's crash data for uh, for um, Audacity. So we were able to Cur not... Cursed data? Cursed data. <laughs> Cursed data. <laughs> it'll, save, it'll save your curse. Do you wish to save your curse before continuing? Ah, oh, God. So I'm probably going to edit all that shit out, but uh, I, I want to keep at least some of it because some of that was actually pretty good. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the long stretches of silence where it's just both of us desperately searching on our, on our uh, devices to try to figure out what the fuck is wrong with this. <laughs> um, probably edit that stuff out, but some of those things are good. All right. All well, right. So let's, let's go back. Tell us more about Neo Yokio. All right. So Neo Yokio is a world in which the United States does not exist. So there was no superpower to stop the Soviets. And so they are still around. Um, but it's, I don't know. So like I say, it's, it's as if rich people got this idea into their head that, well, we can critique capitalism too. <laughs> so what's our basis for critiquing capitalism? Well, it's all it's all of the 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 wealthy luxuries that we're forced to wear in order to uh, oh. in order to to stand up in society. Oh, so. it's so bad. <laughs> oh, we hate it. Why 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 should we be forced to to try to keep up appearances when it's clearly just people trying to sell us this luxury car oh that we can afford on a whim? Oh um, my god. <laughs> I hate it's, it. It's fucking great. Thanks, no, I hate it. No, it's it's hilarious, though. <laughs> like, that's the thing, is if you look at this show with anything of a leftist perspective, uh, it turns into comedy gold. Um, and even without a leftist perspective, there's a lot of jokes in it that just, like, work really well. Um, okay. But I don't know. It's it's something I had seen an image set on uh, on Facebook Someone posted about it, and I was like, I was looking at all these like images, and it's like, no, I I just have to see this. I just have to know. <laughs> um, but it it has a lot of takes on things. Everything from like gender politics 
to colonialism, which is in like the Christmas episode and is kind of a weird take. Um, okay. <laughs> Go on. Uh, uh, no, because it's like the final, uh, the finale. I uh, like if you if you ever choose to watch okay. it. Um, did they ever make another season? They didn't. No, okay. fortunately, it was not very popular at the time, and I think it's having like a, a like a resurgence a little bit in popularity. It's like a I, don't, I wouldn't say a sleeper a sleeper popularity, but like a cult classic. Okay, in that people are like, oh god, look at this shit! It's so hilarious. Okay. Um. But I think that uh, maybe if they hear our cries, they might make a sequel. But I don't think so. I'm honest. Uh, they made a season and then an hour-long Christmas special, mm. um, which uh, did not did not do what I thought it was, which is just remake a Christmas Carol. Okay. Where, no, they they made their own original Christmas story. All right. Um, I will talk about one thing from that though, in that it 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 features one like proletarian character, um, who is like for the entire ep- season is just referred to as shop clerk or okay. sales clerk, and then finally gets like a name in like the last episode or the uh, the the actual the Christmas special, mm-hmm. um, and he's played by someone who who's pretty well known like. God, I think he was in the IT crowd. Oh, um, hold on. It's like, like a British guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. he was in the IT crowd. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it's like, is that, is that who I think it is? But yeah. Um, but essentially like. Uh, Richard, is it Richard Iowata? It is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I was about to say, cause he's got a very distinctive voice. He does. He is definitely in the IT crowd. Yes. Um, so, but like he plays this character that is a complete lupin prol or lumpen prol. Okay. Um, and almost gains class consciousness, but at the last minute doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, clearly I think the showrunners know the, what they're doing. I think that maybe their hands might be tied or maybe they just know it and it's satire. And I think that's, that's a large part of what people don't necessarily get is that I think it might just be, like satire because it's, it's mentioned how like I, I did some research and uh, originally what they were going to do is each episode was going to like parody a different genre of anime okay um but eventually they just decided well we like these characters so much we're just going to keep with them okay um and so so there is definitely a level of self-awareness to it that i don't think necessarily a lot of people that disliked it um kind of understood uh, so i would definitely recommend checking it out uh, it has such such wonderful classic lines such as "You don't deserve that big trouble alone" <laughs> uh, and uh, "Communism forever." Uh, and, um, oh God, like like it's just it's just one of the characters like the character that probably has the most class analysis, or at least the most anti-capitalism critiques, uh, is a fashion uh, blogger. Who is possessed by a the, a ghost that inhabits a Chanel shirt, uh, Chanel dr- uh, like dress, uh, and um, when the main character is banishing it, is uh, like, "Be gone, Coco Chanel, be blessed." It's like, like hallowed be her name. It's just like, uh, wasn't she a Nazi collaborator? I don't know, 
But whatever the case may be, after that point, she, like, loses faith in capitalism and becomes a hikikomari and just, like, <laughs> hides herself in her room and, like, goes on, on rants on about materialism. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. It, it is. It is. Okay. Um, I, I might have to check this out then. Please do. Um, it It's a bit of a slow start. Like, it's a bit of a, a simmer at first. Mm-hmm. But trust me. Okay. Yeah. All right. It actually reminds me, there was a, oh, 2000, oh, you remember all the promise that 2008 held? Um, I mean, I was like just in high school. Shut up. (laughs) It was like my second year of high school. Shut up. I just kind of moved down here. So yeah. Yeah. I remember that. All right. So awkward, awkward years in the, in the, in the wonderful, hopeful year of 2008, Uh uh, one of my favorite comic book writers, Grant Morrison. Um, who you may remember from me talking about in the podcast before from when he did a speech at DisinfoCon one year uh-huh. and talk about how he got abducted by aliens in Kathmandu in 1996. Yes, you have be- mentioned this Because before. he went to Kathmandu in 1996 to be abducted by aliens. <laughs> it will, might, might be one of my favorite lines <laughs> anyone has ever said in real life. Um, which was fo- followed by, and I had been doing a whole lot of drugs at the time, but... <laughs> Um, so, so Grant Morrison, uh, wrote a comic called Final Crisis, Mm -hmm. uh, for, for DC Comics, which, um, I think like a lot of fanboys at the time really hated and is probably still one of my favorite like crossover events ever just because of how weird it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically he's, he kind of told people in, in interviews later on that, Final Crisis was sort of his allegorical take on what it was like to live through the George W. Bush administration, mm-hmm. which is why the tagline for the um, for the comic was "The Day Evil Won." Okay. Um, basically, the premise for it is Dark Side, who is like one of the big bads in the DC universe, like wins mm-hmm. and takes over the Earth, um, and everything's fucked. And then, like, things are just saved by the fact that comic books are cool. Basically, is like what saves the day. Okay. Um, like Batman shoots him with a God killing gun and there's a, a bunny rabbit Superman that shows up, uh, and just, it's ridiculous and awesome. And I love it. But one of my favorite things to come out of it, because like originally DC was like, yeah, Grant Morrison, we want to bring back the multiverse because they had originally like destroyed it. Like it like in back in the eighties, they did a comic called infinite crisis in an infinite crisis, all of the parallel DC universes, like everything that wasn't in mainline canon mm-hmm. got wiped out. So they're like, let's bring it back. And Grant Morrison, you can basically come up with it. And he was like, cool. I'm also insane and on a whole bunch of drugs. So I'm just going to do what I want. And when it came and basically like after it came back, they were like, no, we don't like that. We don't like <laughs> what you did. So like he was originally going to do this whole series called multiversity like introducing the new multiverse. And I think they basically just fired him after like the first few issues came out mm-hmm. because they didn't like the direction it was going and just rebooted the universe again. Um, but one of the things he came up with that was going to be an ongoing series originally after final crisis was super young team and super young team was basically the, the Japanese super friends. Okay. Okay. And the the leader of Super Young Team was a character named Most Excellent Superbat, and Most Excellent Superbat's superpower was the following. And I quote: 
Mm-hmm. He is so rich, he can do anything. Mm-hmm. That was his power. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that is basically what what you like based on what you described. Mm-hmm. I would love that because I really wanted a super young team ongoing series, and I never got it. <laughs> like I loved those characters. Gotcha, gotcha. Well. Give it a try. Give yeah. it a try. I, I do do definitely recommend it. Um, it's it's just something that I'm I am ashamed that I did not watch it earlier. Right. Um, I guess I guess I just kind of heard the bad press about right. it. Right. Like, I think that's what happened yeah. with me too. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like 2017 was a was a bad year to be Jaden Smith. Oh no. Um, when did After Earth come out? Because I feel like it wasn't uh, too long after After Earth. I'm not certain. We're we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna pretend look, to fill time while we look this up. Uh, Cause I don't know. Like I feel like with that movie, like, hi, I'm Will Smith, and I'm uh, two, no, that was 2013. So I guess I don't know. I guess it was close enough that people still were like, oh, his dad's buying him another series. Cause I kind of vaguely remember that being the general sense of like, why are we still dealing with Jaden Smith? Mm-hmm. Well, Jaden Smith aside, like, I don't think he had any control over this oh, other than voicing it. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. From what I remember hearing about now, again, this might be wrong because of all the bad press, but basically everyone kind of was like, oh, yeah, this is Jaden Smith's show. Like, he came up with it kind of a thing. Maybe. I'm but, I'm, I'm not certain. Uh, I didn't see him in, like, a writer's or director's credit in the, right. the credits. Um. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, Ezra Koenig. Okay. Uh, who also... Oh, that's a musician. Uh, I think that might just be the... No, that's that's program creator. Hmm. Um, uh, musician, singer-songwriter, television producer, and others. Uh... I'm sorry, a lot of dead air. Yeah. We're we're trying to fill time. Uh apparently has an indie rock band called Vampire Weekend. Oh, Vampire Weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I knew it was like a whole bunch like and that's kind of what it I think that's what it was, is it was just like a whole bunch of like famous people like co vanity project, I guess, if that's a thing. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's got a lot of, like, famous people in it. Yeah. Um, And it could very well be, but I think that kind of adds to the general, like, the tone of a bunch of rich people with vanity projects. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, and enjoy it for what that it's, is. It's like if BoJack Horseman were an anime. <laughs> I guess, kinda. Maybe yeah. if you I still haven't it. seen Bojack, I still yeah. haven't seen Bojack. I, no. I don't know. It's. I know that we've tried to talk you into watching it in the past. Mm-hmm. I, it is super depressing, and then it's like maybe it's gonna stop being depressing, and then it gets depressing again. Um, it's a it's a show about cycles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh. I think that might be it. Like, I really have nothing else to talk about. I continue to play Pokemon. I think Elise has almost beaten it, so she would probably have more to say about it if she were here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Pokemon continues to be... Oh, I know what I wanted to complain about with Pokemon. Oh, okay. It's a very minor thing. It's not going to take up a lot of time. So, there's been a lot of, of, of shit talk about the Pokemon franchise. Um... You know, they, they cut out a whole bunch of Pokemon in Sword and Shield, uh, Sword and, Sword and, Shield. Um, and now there's an expansion pack. Pokemon Gun. Pokemon <laughs> Gun. Um, no, there's an expansion pack coming out, and people are upset about that, because now there's going to be more Pokemon in that. But it's like, you don't have to buy the expansion pack, apparently. Like, it's, it's like if you have Pokemon, you can transfer those Pokemon in from another game now without buying the expansion pack. So that's, okay. like, kind of neat. So, like, the expansion pack is just... It's a new area. There's new items you can get. There are new Pokemon you could catch if you want to catch them. Um, so it's like, I might I might end up getting that. I'm kind of looking forward to it coming out. Um, and there's like a whole bunch of other stuff. Like people are complaining about the series being dumbed down and features being cut out and things like that. And I haven't really had a whole lot to complain on that end. Um, I think that we, we talked about this last time we recorded that. All, all the a lot of the changes that I've noticed, I enjoy. I really love the camping with the Pokemon. I think that's a lot of fun. It's it's super cute. Um, I really love the fact that you start off with um, XP sharing and that there's more ways of getting XP than just battling. Like you can get XP from going camping, and so like you set up camp and you like play fetch with your Pokemon and they can experience that. Yeah, I think that. it was mentioned last time. Um, too. Then there's little jobs you can do. So it's like you go if you're at a Pokestop. Oh, not a Pokestop, but if you're like a, at a Pokemon Center, you can go to the computer and they're like, hey, this this place is looking for Pokemon to help them cook. Send them some of your fire Pokemon. And so you can send Pokemon that are just sitting in your box and you can decide for how long you want to send them. And if you have ones that are well suited to the job, they'll gain extra experience. And the longer you send them, the more experience they get. So like you can level Pokemon up while they're just sitting in your box and you're not using them for anything, mm. which I think is good because like, it would end up being like, oh man, I really want to use this Pokemon against this gym, but he's like 20 levels under leveled. But now you can actually like do something about that pretty easily. Um, and so I love all that stuff. It makes the game much more accessible and much more fun. And since I am, I will admit, a much more casual player, I'm happy about that. But there's one thing that I noticed that was taken away that actually upsets me. And it's something super dumb, but it's something that no one else I've heard has talked about. In the DS games for Pokemon, um, when you went to your, like, status page mm-hmm. to see, like, how far you had gone through the game and look at your your badges, right? Like, your gym badges. Right. You could, on the touch screen with the stylus, polish your gym badges and they would get all sparkly and shiny. Okay. And you can't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which, the horror. I know. But this, I know, as I said, it's super dumb. Mm-hmm. It is, like, 100% the dumbest thing. But it made me really happy to do. Like, if I was just, like, playing the game, I'm like, I haven't polished my badges in a while. I should shine them up. And, like, the ones in this game are, like, all like all form into one big badge. And I'm like, I really want to polish it. And I've tried. And there's a touch screen on the Switch. <laughs> so there's no reason why they couldn't have included that in there. Come on, Pokemon Company. Come on, Game Freak. Get it, get on your game. Let me polish my badges. Get on your game. Get on your game, Game Freak. Well, what like? I I mean, could, every time you come back to it, are they dirty again? No, they just don't look shiny enough. Oh no, you're talking about it in the old ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it would it would be like a certain amount of time, like playing in game, like they would get like tarnished, and so you would have to like you could open up your case and like polish them again. It, again, it's something super dumb. 
that like only existed because they're like touchscreen functionality and like something that's even like beyond that like you could play most of that game with just the stylus because like the attack commands were mm-hmm. down on the touchscreen and so like you could just press on the attack that you wanted your pokemon to use and again like playing it i found myself wanting to just do that instead of cycling through the menu when i'm like playing it handheld because again the switch has a touchscreen that touchscreen is underutilized use it for shit <laughs> want to use it um i know it's something dumb i don't care it's it's very minor but let me let me polish my badges and let me just press on the attack that i want to use because i'm lazy all right that sounds like a very minor minor that's a super minor complaint but i mean everyone else is complaining about pokemon so i want to get on that train all right. Well, you're at the station. You've I love it. Otherwise, you've like it's stepped, a great game. You've stepped onto the train and then you've like turned around yeah. and stepped back <laughs> off of it like Grandpa Simpson. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't I don't hate it. I like it's like I recognize it's stupid and no one else on the planet cares about it except for me. <laughs> but like the last game that I played for Pokemon, I could do it and now I can't. So it like it's just as like, hey, why is this no longer here? Well, um. There is one other thing that I think we could talk about. Sorry to like have no no, no no transition whatsoever. What's happening? Um, well, because we've been spending a lot of time setting up for our panels. Yes. We did have to do a little bit of research. Yes. Uh, which was watching at least part of parts of movies. Yes. Uh, Indiana Jones. Yes. Um, and I just wanted to to like. Mention something that I'd mentioned that you hadn't realized uh-huh. about the... Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. So um, so just because we're, we're a bit short on content today, we get to learn history facts. Content. History facts with Alex. Um, so, in the third Indiana Jones movie, uh, or yes... Uh, yeah, Final Crusade. Final Crusade. Uh, the best one. The best one in Nick's opinion. Personally, I'm... It's got Sean Connery in it. Come on. <laughs> Even though he's like six years older than Harrison Ford and is playing his father, but whatever. <laughs> he he plays it well. He does play it very well. Um, however, the final act of that movie takes place in a country uh, called Haiti, um, and it's, I think it's mentioned like twice in the film. And like the Germans are in contact with the Sultan, and it's like vaguely Middle Eastern. Mm. They're looking for a place called Alexandretta. He wants that Rolls Royce. Yeah. So, this... I even like the color. Yeah. So, this is, in fact, a real place. Um, And because I am, like, a geography nerd, I decided to look into it after I saw that film. Maybe not, like, right after I saw that film, because I saw it when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But upon future watchings, like, I was like, well, well, Petra is in Jordan, but they never call that Petra... Yeah. Like, what is it? The Temple of the Moon or something like that? Yeah. 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 So it's not supposed to be this, the actual place yeah. that they film it in. But Petra's very well known. So yeah. maybe it wasn't in the 80s. I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like they just filmed it because it's like, hey, here's this cool looking place that we could use for this thing. Yeah. Um, but in any case, that's in Jordan and it's nowhere near a place called Alexandretta. However, however. Haiti was a real place. Yes. And the year that this movie takes place, which is 1938, mm-hmm. uh, the Republic of Haiti was a breakaway state from 
the French mandate of Syria. Uh, and they broke away because there is a high Turkish population. And the state lasted for nine months before <laughs> a plebiscite said, we want to unify with Turkey. And then they did. Uh, and if you ever look at the border between Turkey and Syria, you'll notice there's a little dippy-doo by the coast. Um, that's the official geography term. It's a dippy-doo. Um, and that is Hete State. That, and it was originally called, under the Ottoman Empire, the, Sel the uh, I think it was like the, the Seljuktia of Alexandretta. Okay. It was originally like that was what the original province name so under was the, Alexandra. It was Alexandra. So that's why it would have been called that when that stuff was written down, but mm -hmm. then it wasn't called that in the movie. Yeah. Ah. Cool. Yeah. So it's it's a little like nugget of information that's, about this tiny little that's neat. Who would have thought that the, those movies had actually had that kind of research put yeah. into it? Now, what isn't true about Haiti is that it was never ruled by, by a sultan. By a sultan. It, it was, was a republic. It was a republic with like a 40 person uh, assembly uh, and it only lasted nine months. Um, but like the twenties and the thirties were rife with these little tiny, like, uh, like, uh, mandated states that were created with the League of Nations where it's like, well, it's after World War One and we're trying to do this whole like national identities belong with their states thing. Yeah. So like, well, we'll have this little tiny state uh here and then we'll vote to see how many people want to join this. And you'll well, yeah, the ethnic majority wins. That's usually how that <laughs> works. Um one another thing like uh, that I find interesting about that is a uh, little state called Fiume. Okay. Uh, which uh, you've seen um, Porco Rosso. Um. Yes, it has been many years. But okay. I've seen it. So Porco Rosso, it never explicitly says which cities or like places they're in. They call it the Adriatic. Right. Um. However, there is a time where like they go to like like. Uh, oh god what's the character's name like like I think they just calls like anyway but uh, he goes into the city to buy ammunition mm -hmm. and like uh, oil or, like fuel for his plane um, and it's basically the city that was on the border between Italy and Yugoslavia that had a ethnically uh, an ethnic majority of Italians in the city but Slovenes in the country and for a period of like Almost 10 years, it was basically independent as these two different factions were vying over which state it would join. Uh, you know, the Italians wanted to join Italy. The, um, the Slovenians wanted to join Yugoslavia. An event, or no, not Slovenians, uh, Croatians. Um, and uh, you know, eventually you have this, like, a series of coups where, like, uh, I think his name is Denuncio Gabrino uh, or something along those lines, is, like, this Italian poet that decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking take over Fiume and annex <laughs> it for Italy. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you're, you're a poet. Um, and, and he was like a proto-fascist. But, um, but like, like, like that little state existed. And like little micro-states, uh, like, uh, like this free city of Danzig, that like existed up until World War II started. Like, those little things, I've always had a special spot in my heart for. I don't know why. 
just like little in-between places uh, <laughs> that you could have wild adventures because they're kind of outside the law because yeah. nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is this supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. Um, why, like, like, I would say a lot of uh, James Bond movies spend at least a little bit of time at, like, um, oh, gosh, what is the name of that place? Uh, like, Montenegro? No, Monaco. Monaco, thank you. Yeah. Well, like, Monaco, Monaco never had that, that problem. Right, but it's um, still, like, you know, kind of in-between place where it's, like, it people forget it's a country kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah, and, and until you need a place to store, like, five million franc. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I, I, yeah, like, Monaco, Monaco is fucking fascinating. Um, God, do I, do I just want to do history cast of, like, microstates? Because, <laughs> like, I kind of want to just do, like, like, microstate cast. Um, but that, that, that country was, like, founded by a guy that dressed up as a monk and stabbed a dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that was probably a lot of countries <laughs> go back far enough. But essentially, like, like he snuck into this guy's castle by, like, pretending to be a monk and then, like, stabbed him to death. And he's like, this is my country now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Cool. So that's that's Monaco. Um, San Marino uh, is another microstate in, inside Italy. Like, unlike yeah. Monaco, it's not, like, in a border between places. But the reason why it's not part of Italy... It's because they said no to Napoleon. But, like Napoleon's like, hey, do you want like to take my side and I'll give you this annexed land? I'll give you sea access. That's what all states want, right? Is access to the sea. And they're like, nah, we're cool. He's <laughs> like, you sure, guys? And like, nah, we're cool. So uh, so afterwards, no one could like say, well, Monaco was collaborating with Napoleon, so we have to like take away their independence. And they're like, nah. We're, we're doing our own thing. <laughs> and uh, they managed to do their own thing until the modern day, uh, San Marino. But anyway, I don't know why I like talking about things like that. Uh, but I did think it was like little 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 quirks uh, from Indiana Jones uh, where little research bits have actually been done. Yeah, they actually like uh, did think a little bit about mm -hmm. those movies instead of not at all. Now, what is not true is the flag does not look anything like that. Uh, the government is not anything like that. Uh, the tanks that they use had been out of style since, like, 1916. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, but still, pretty pretty good movie. All right. So, uh, I think that's going to be it for this week. And thought, it didn't end up being as short as I thought it would, but that's because now, you mind you, about geography. Mind you, I'm going to be cutting some stuff out because of, like, dead oh, air. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, so it'll probably be still under an hour. However, uh, before we go, a uh, quick reminder that uh, this we'll weekend we're going to be at MarsCon. This weekend, yes. January the 17th through the 20th. Is it? The seventh. I thought it was the or whatever it is. Whatever this weekend is. Let's see. Um. Yes, seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth. Not 19th, the twentieth. Nineteenth. Yeah. Twentieth yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. is Monday. Um. But uh, just perhaps as a preview for for what we're going to be doing, our kind of schedule for this uh, mm -hmm. weekend. Uh, on Friday, we are going to be doing a panel at 9 p.m., which is Swipe Right for Rogue, Swipe Left for Rebels. Okay. All the worst uh, dating profiles from all your favorite characters in fandom. Yeah, so go ahead and come on down to enjoy that. On Saturday, we are going to be joining with uh, someone for Ranking Doctor Who uh, Companions. 
I I have uh, I've put my list together. Um, I will save a little bit of a preview. There are two companions from New Who. Um, and I think I have an equal number of companions that only appear in comics and audio stories. So, going to be running the gamut. I, I probably could not name that many companions, so I will be sitting that one out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Elise, I think, is going to be... Elise is also going to be joining me for that yeah. one. So, uh, so that'll be the and two of you. some other people as well. Yes. Um, they then... don't count. They're not on this podcast. <laughs> uh, then at 1 p.m., so like just after that, we have... Uh, Professor Indiana Jones's tenure review, yep. uh, which uh, Nick and I will be uh, doing. Uh, Elise will be sitting that one out. So we'll, we'll each have a chance to sit something out like that, except for you, I think. I, uh, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. I'm doing all of these. Um, after that, we have a long time, long stretch of nothing until 10 p.m. in the small auditorium. They gave us the fucking small auditorium yeah. to do late night fan fiction readings. I, it's uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Um, the, there's... We can guarantee that one will be insanely topical. Um, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. World premiere yeah. of a uh, of, of fan fiction written by one of us. Oh, um, yeah. So that that look forward to that. I'm just no, for funsies. I know that you are. I know that we are. Uh, the next day uh, on Sunday at 10 a.m. we have uh, eating from the trash can of ideology. Let's see how. Uh, we will try to put our uh, Slavo Zizok uh, impressions into good use. But, um. but what if the opposite was true? <laughs> and we had the rebellion from the perspective of the Empire. It, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, and finally, we have at 11 p.m., we are joining someone else for Uphill Both Ways, uh, which we're not 100% certain what that's going to be about, but we look forward I, to I'm finding ready, out. I'm ready to talk about walking. Walking journeys in, yep. in media. I've got, a, I've got a few in my back pocket. We'll see where the conversation takes us. I've got some ideas. Um, some obvious, some maybe less so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you are coming out to MarsCon, and I know there are a few folks that we know personally that will be coming out to MarsCon. Yep. Uh, so come out and see us. If uh, you are one of our nine listeners and you happen <laughs> to be in like Belgium, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, I'm sure it's not that bad to fly from Belgium to <laughs> Williamsburg, Virginia. Probably fairly inexpensive. You at, know. at the the Williamsburg DoubleTree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. The uh, come on down to see us. All right. But in any case, thank you all for listening and keeping up with us and uh, putting up with our technical problems. Uh, Pass this episode along to 10 of your friends to not get cursed. Yeah. So um, my name is Alex. I'm spooky cursed Nick. And uh, this is Some Nights Have a Podcast. So uh, good